everyone. I'm so excited to get started on this new series. I'm still studying about a lot of these women I'm going to be talking about. So during the next six weeks, I may drop back to one of them and share something else. But for the most part, I will be talking about a number of women who have similar backgrounds or lives. When you actually study the Bible and look up the history behind it and people in it, it becomes a guide for you to follow and become just what God is calling you to. So jump in and take a ride with me as we search through history and learn about these women who have impacted my life and inspired me to dig deeper in God's Word. Studying God's Word can lead you into your next throne room encounter. An encounter is to meet unexpectedly a chance meeting. This is exactly what a throne room encounter is, that moment when God steps into the room and the atmosphere changes. So join me each Monday so you can learn how to experience these moments with God also. I'm excited for you to join me for the next six weeks as we do the Becoming series. I hope everyone has had a wonderful and blessed week. For today, we are going to be talking about willing women. Each of these women play a very important role in their stories. If they had not been willing vessels, history as we see it today would be very different. But because of their willingness to put self and fear aside, many people were saved, battles were won, and nations were born. Jump in with me today and let's learn about these courageous women. There are so many of these women in the Bible way too many of them to talk about all of them today but we are going to talk about a few of them the first one is jochebed in exodus 6 and 20. Um, you may not know who she is and some of you may but she was the mother of moses aaron and miriam and she stepped out in faith to save moses life and because of this the israelites had a great leader and um her her faith and her courage and she just she just really she stepped out and decided you know she would do whatever it took to save her child and uh, another great woman in this story though is pharaoh's daughter and she showed kindness and compassion to moses and raised him as her own and um, i always wondered did pharaoh's daughter listen to the lessons that moses received from his mother Maybe when Moses was older, he talked to her about God, or maybe she, you know, she listened to what Jochebed taught Moses as a child, or it could just be that she watched the way Moses was and and learned from that. We'll, we'll probably never know. The Bible doesn't tell us that. It just tells us that she was the daughter of Pharaoh, and it doesn't even give us her name. But it also tells us that she had a very gentle nature and a kind spirit. And uh, I read a lot of different historical reviews about her, and every one of them, the first thing they say about her is that she had a gentle nature and a kind spirit. So uh, that was that was a good thing to be known for, her compassion and her kind spirit and gentle nature. It really matters what you're known for. Uh, the next woman we're going to look at is Rahab. And I think everybody knows her. Um, she was a harlot. But she was also known for saving the spies. She hid them. And um, 
her willingness to stand up against her king led her to be included in the generational line that led King David that led to King David and then to Jesus. Faith in this case won over fear for her. Um, her story was always amazing to me because when you when you look at it, she was placed aside and um, she could have been, you know, killed, her and all of her family that she saved. But because she stepped out in faith and she was willing to do what she did, they Joshua spared her life. And she became known as an ancestor to David and then on to Jesus. So that is that is a great a great thing to be known for. Um, but her willingness, if she wouldn't have been willing, she would have never been known for that. She would have just died as a, a harlot, probably never even mentioned by name, just one of the many that died in, in that city. In Judges 4, J.L., and that's probably somebody that a lot of people don't know who she is. I, I knew her story, but not her name. But she shows great courage when she calls Sisera into her tent. And she allows him to rest in her tent and gives him milk to drink when he asks for water. And as soon as he falls into a deep sleep, she hammers a tent spike into his temple, nailing him to the ground. If you didn't know who she was, you probably do now because that story is one that I've heard ever since I was a little girl. The great woman that, that put the tent spike through the, the bad guy's head. Um, she had a lot of guts for that, for sure. But with this great act, she helped Deborah and Barak win the battle. I can't help but think what made her decide to do this. What was going on in her head when she came, when he she let him come into her tent? I think in her mind... She was probably thinking about how allowing him to hide in her tent could bring danger to her door and to her family. Maybe she was thinking about the fact that she didn't want her family to die, you know, for because of him. He didn't matter that much to her, but if she took care of him, it could bring protection to her family. And so she took matters into her own hands and she slew him, thus protecting her own. Courage went out in the face of danger and fear. We've talked about Esther before, but yet again a woman of great courage who did not allow her fear to take over. She became a willing vessel, thus saving the entire Jewish nation. She probably wondered why God sent her to the palace, never realizing that God places you in circumstances so that you can fulfill what he has called you to be. And that, that right there, I've thought about that a lot lately because I wonder, I've wondered so many times why I'm at this place in my life. And it may be that I'm dealing with the things I am because there's something that God wants me to do and I have to be at this place to be able to do it. So, you know, when you look at it like that, the circumstances seemed odd. But if she wouldn't have allowed the, you know, if God hadn't placed her in those circumstances, she wouldn't have been able to do what he called her to do. If Vashti had not disobeyed the king, Esther would have never became queen. 
Even so, Esther could have told Mordecai no. She didn't have to tell him that she would go talk to the king. She was a queen. She could have told him no and ignored him. But she chose to step out in faith and lay fear aside, standing with her people. Yet again, this is another case of faith winning over fear. When you look at Ruth's story, she gave up everything she knew to follow Naomi. She knew that staying in Moab, Moab would be her downfall. Because she was willing to follow Naomi and willing to obey Naomi, God blessed her with a husband and placed her in the generational line of King David and later Jesus. This is the third woman who we have studied about who made such an impression on God, he placed, him, placed them in a high place of honor and blessed them. Bathsheba, Rahab, and Ruth, all three of these women lived different lifestyles, but all of them became willing vessels, thus changing their stories and becoming great women. I can't talk about willing women without mentioning Mary, the mother of Jesus. She was also a willing woman. She allowed her faith to overcome her fear. I could not imagine what it would be like to tell the man I love that I was expecting a child. And when he asked me whose, I told him this child will be the son of God. If a woman said that today, she would be sent to a mental hospital. But in that day, she would just be cast aside and possibly could have been stoned. I can just imagine her anguish when she thought about Joseph and how he was going to send her away. He was the love of her life. She didn't want to leave him, but the choice was his. And we all know that he made the right choice. Mary accepted the call and didn't care what others would say about her. She chose to be obedient and do the will of God. And because of that, God gave her the promise that she wanted. He gave her what she desired. And that's, you know, a willing vessel. That's all God wants. And if you're willing to do what God wants, then he'll fulfill what you need or what you want too. He, he will give you the desires of your heart if you become a willing vessel. All of these women decided to lay aside their fear and put their faith to the test. They answered the call to be greater. They decided to step out of the ordinary and mundane lives they had had and do something that would impact the world around them. They became kingdom-minded. They did what we all should do. Elizabeth Elliot said, Faith does not illuminate questions, but faith knows where to take them. When you allow faith to step around your fear and uncertainty, your doubt and hurt, that's when hope begins to peak over the horizon. Without prayer and fasting, you can't have faith. Faith's foundation is consistency. The very word means complete trust or confidence, loyalty, reliable. When you are consistent in your prayer life, in fasting and Bible reading, hope begins to rise up in, in you, therefore building your faith. Every one of these women had faith in what they took a stand for. They were willing to do whatever was needed. When was the last time you stepped out and became willing to do whatever God wanted? 
I remember a girl I went to school with when I was 16 and she was 17. We both were Ashley Nicole. She had gotten in trouble at every school she went to, so her parents decided to see if a Christian school could help her. It didn't. She still did a lot of bad things, ran with the wrong crowd, dated the wrong boys. She would come to church occasionally, and one service, I don't remember who was preaching, but I remember feeling led to go pray with her. And she cried and cried in that service, but she never surrendered. I remember begging her that night to make it right with God. I had such a bad feeling. She dropped out of school. And months went by, and I didn't make an effort to contact her or reach out to her in any way. And one morning at school, we received a phone call telling us she had been in an accident and she didn't make it. I felt like someone was choking me. I couldn't breathe. I remember feeling so guilty because not once during those last few months of her life did I try to reach out to her or even take the time to pray for her. I remember going to her funeral and I couldn't even cry. I was just numb with shock and guilt. And when I got home from her funeral, I remember getting out a notebook and as tears ran down my cheeks, I began to write and this is what I wrote. The title of it is Dear Friend. Dear Friend, I was told a terrible thing today that I somehow think was my fault in a terrible way. You see, if I had, as I should, told you more of Jesus, then this day would have never came. As I stand today and I look at you, I wonder what I see. A friend, I say. Not really. Somehow I think if a friend you were, you would not be where you are today. Because I would have cared more if a friend you were. I'm not sure how to do this, but I will anyway. I was told a terrible thing today that I'm very sorry for, dear friend. I ask for your forgiveness for not sharing with you more the Jesus that I have. You see, dear friend, that terrible thing told to me today was the death of you. Dear friend, I'm sorry for your family and your friends too. Dear friend, I'm sorry that you had to die today and leave me with my guilt. Goodbye, dear friend, until eternity. I can still vividly see her face. She was always quiet and friendly, but she chose to ignore God's call. I know now that her death was not my fault, but for years I carried the guilt, thinking that if maybe I would have reached out to her more, she would have had a better chance of being saved. I'll never know, but I can step out today and reach others who have lost their way. I started this podcast because I felt like God was calling me to do more. 
and I may not be as great as the women who I talked about today, but if my name isn't remembered, I at least want to be known as the prayer warrior woman from New Bethel Church who wasn't afraid to pray until something happened. She may have been loud and crazy, but God used her to bless so many people. Becoming known and becoming willing requires a broken vessel and allowing your faith to overcome your fear. Each of these women were broken at some point in their lives. But from their brokenness, God saw potential and used them to do great things. When I think about which woman I want to be described as, I want it to be JL because she was gutsy and that's what I want to be. And they have that old saying, no guts, no glory, laugh out loud. But all jokes aside, let your faith walk all over your fear, building up your hope, and creating in you love for all those in need. If we are not willing, how else will we grow the kingdom? And I hope today that you look inside yourself and you think about what are you willing to do to reach those that are lost around you. Maybe you have a friend that's away from God. And I can think of many. One in particular that's been on my mind for the last probably three weeks. And uh, I don't have much contact with them. But I feel like God is calling me to pray for them more and to reach out to them. And so in the coming weeks, I'm going to pray about just what I need to say to reach them and be praying extra for them. But maybe you have someone like that. Or you know someone that needs God and don't even realize it. I think for today, the one thing that I, I would like everyone to know or everyone to, to think about and do is if you are willing to lay things aside and give everything to God, Try it and see just where it'll take you. Look what it did for these women. They became great women of God. They did amazing things and saved so many people. Is that what you want your legacy to be? Or do you just want to be one of many that died and never did anything? I hope today hadn't been too sad or or too uh, I don't ever want it to be pushy but I just my heart is heavy as I record this um, this is on a, a Wednesday night and my heart's been heavy all day and I just feel like if if the kingdom is not what's on your mind then what are we here for if we're not here to lift each other up and to help each other then what are we here for I hope you have a wonderful Monday and a wonderful week, and I pray that you find just what it is that God wants you to do. And remember, always allow your faith to walk all over your fear.
Don't allow fear to control you. Remember, your faith can do a lot. And with faith, all things are possible. God bless and have a wonderful day. Not worthy, but willing. One was orphaned, two born of kings, three are harlots, and four are unwanted. Outsiders, unknowns, unloved, and unnamed. Each have a story with more than one side. Which do you see when you look inside? The orphan you see saved an entire nation. One born of a king was in the generational line of Jesus. And one harlot also was in the generational line of Jesus. Three of the unwanted birthed almost all of the tribes of Israel. You see, your status in life does not define you. It does not choose if you're unworthy or if you're worthy. If you are willing to be remade into what God wants, your unworthiness becomes more beautiful than you could ever imagine. A willing vessel is never perfect. It's always faded, cracked, and chipped. Sometimes there may even be pieces missing. But when the potter puts his hands on it, he turns it into a masterpiece. He redesigns, cleans, and paints your vessel into something far more precious than before. So even if you fail, never give up. Push forward and always be willing to be broken and remade. God bless and have a great evening.